Well, have you ever heard the phrase that the Lord loves a cheerful giver? I think it's a really nice way to look at being generous to others. But how does giving fit into your overall financial picture? Well, someone who can give us some ideas about that is Ashley Mishike. She is the CEO of True North Retirement Advisors in the greater Portland area and a valued member of Monterey Radio's Leadership Circle. And Ashley joins us this morning. Hey, Ashley, how are you today? I'm doing well, David. Don't you love that saying, the Lord loves a cheerful giver? Yes, yes, I love it. A cheerful, that's the operative word, isn't it? <laughs> it is cheerful. And I, I really think that that comes out of the Bible, uh, one of the Gospels, I believe. So I, when I was reading that, I'm thinking, nah, how does that fit into a person's overall financial picture? The Lord loves a cheerful giver. But as a uh, financial person yourself, I have to believe there are some strategies when it comes to giving. Yes, absolutely. I think the main principle to keep in mind is that God is the owner of everything, and we don't own what we have. We are stewards of what He has entrusted to us. And that's obviously a radically different view than the secular worldview. But I think if we start there, and that's the foundation, um, then it's easier to make decisions about how much should I give and why to give and you know, how to increase my giving, things like that. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. I I love that idea and gives you, I think, a better overall picture of how you operate and what you do with your finances and, and how you can play into the charitable giving idea. And so when you talk with folks that you advise with their finances, how do you approach charitable giving? How do you set it up? Yeah, good question. And, you know, I would say I have an interesting viewpoint because I see the line item finances of lots of my clients. And so I can see, you know, how much they're spending on groceries and travel and gas and all these other areas. And my heart kind of drops a little bit whenever I I don't see any charitable giving on that, you know, line item budget. Right. And so I always ask clients, you know, are there causes that are important to you? Uh, You know, not all of my clients are Catholic, uh, but, you know, a lot of my clients who are Catholic, they they obviously want to support their local church and some of the things that are going on within the archdiocese. And, you know, I just got the seminarian appeal letter in the mail the other day. So, you know, it is an important thing, and it's obviously something that Jesus asks us to do. It's something he talked about quite frequently in the Gospels. I think something like 11 of his 39 parables in the Bible talk about money. Hmm. So, you know, it's an important topic, and, and he cares a great deal about what we do with our money. So to go back to your question, though, I'll, I always ask, you know, what's important and, and start there, um, because there's giving, you know, every week, every month. But then there's also, you know, fast forward to estate planning, and, and I have those conversations with clients, too, is, you know, what do you want to do? with this money after you're gone as well. So it's kind of a, a two-pronged uh, approach to it. But for someone who is not giving at all or giving at the level that they want to be, it's the same advice I have for someone who is saving for their own retirement or their kid's college or another goal. And that is just start where you are. Yeah. So if you're not if you're not giving at all right now, just start with a small amount, something you know you can manage and stay consistent with, because that that's key is 
you, we want to continue to give consistently. And so if we can start where we are and start small, then we can grow that over time. And also I would, the other side of that is I would say treat it like a bill, like any other bill that you pay. So a lot of parishes now and a lot of charitable organizations, they get very easy to have a recurring monthly gift. And so that way you kind of set it and forget it. It's on autopilot. You don't have to think about it. And that helps you be successful and consistent. And then you can evaluate that over time as well and say, okay, well, can I do a little bit more? That would be my advice to someone who, you know, they have this nagging feeling in in the back of their mind, like I should be doing more, but I don't know if I can. It's just start where you are. Yeah, no, that's it's a great point. Again, we're speaking with Ashley Mishike. She's the CEO of True North Retirement Advisors here in the greater Portland area. Looking at charitable giving this time of year, coming up toward the end of the year, too. Are there any things that you look at as far as giving as we approach the end of the year? Yes. So there are, you know, some tax advantage ways to give. The best one for someone who's older, retired, and taking distributions, those mandatory distributions from their IRA or 401k accounts, you can make charitable donations directly from those accounts and it lowers your taxable income for the year. So that's usually the low-hanging fruit and where I start with clients. A lot of times with the changes to the tax laws, people aren't benefiting tax-wise as much as they used to from charitable donations because you have to itemize on your taxes to be able to to get the the tax deduction now but you know there are other things you can utilize a donor advised fund you know you can group your giving into like over a, say a span of 3 years if you do it all in one year you can maybe give enough that year to to uh, be able to itemize and then benefit from that so there's lots of strategies that people can use to benefit tax-wise and financially from giving. But, you know, I think the the biggest thing is just to give a little bit more than what you think you can, and you might be surprised at how much you're able to give without jeopardizing your own financial future. Right. And I liked what you said earlier, too, going back to that, from the fact that there are a lot of organizations where you can set up monthly giving, and so it just happens automatically, and you really don't have to think about it. That way, it just happens. It's just part of your budget. Right. Yeah. Modern Day does that, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. We love when people do that, (laughs) in in fact, uh, speaking of uh, charitable giving as a nonprofit organization. But I think it is helpful because, again, you do it, and then you don't really have to think about it. So it's not Mm -hmm. like, oh, I got to write a check this month. So it just happens. And I know a lot of parishes do that as well now. And they try to, I think, get folks to do that because it makes it much easier, too. I think from an accounting standpoint for the organization, too, knowing that they have this amount coming in. There's a lot of reasons why people don't give more. And I think a lot of it does come from a place of fear. Like, you know, once that money leaves my bank account, once I let that go, it's not coming back. You know, I think that's a big driver why people don't give more. It's not because they're selfish or bad people. It's just they're afraid. And speaking firsthand, you know, several years ago, my husband and I made the decision to be more intentional with our giving and to to do it, you know, regularly and consistently and every month and committing to a certain dollar amount. 
And we wanted to do that at the point where it was somewhat sacrificial, where, you know, maybe we wouldn't be able to go on this trip or live in this house or you right. know, do things. There's a sacrificial element to it that I think is important. But also, it, I was scared and my husband was scared because, you know, we had young kids at the time. We have four kids now. Mm-hmm. And we need diapers. We're sending our kids to Catholic school. Yeah. That's not cheap. Bottomless goldfish. Like we go through an in, an insane amount of food mm-hmm. in our house. Too. Right. So all of these things, you know, make it so it's like, uh, you know, I'm not comfortable. But I can tell you from experience that it has been such a blessing for our family to be able to be more generous and also grow intentionally try to grow our giving over time as right. well that's wonderfully said and that's why ashley you are a part of that phrase the lord loves a cheerful giver and that's you <laughs> hey look at great to talk with you ashley michike ceo true north retirement advisors here in the greater portland area and a member of Monterey day radio's leadership circle as always love the information ashley thank you so much thank you david all right god bless